Welcome to the Village Health Show. I'm Dr. Matt Klingler here with Dr. Eric Gullen, the man, the myth, the legend. Also in the house today, we've got Mark Case. He is a client here at Village. He's had incredible success, lost almost 50 pounds, gotten his energy and his health back, and I'm super excited for him to share what has made him successful. I'll cue you guys in. It's not magic. He's implemented basic consistent habits consistently over time, and he's seen incredible progress. So, uh, Mark, what I'd love to do is start with what what got you started? What was like the thing where you're like, I am so tired of this, I'm so frustrated with this, I have to make some change. What kicked you over the edge of, uh, or over the line, I should say, of getting line. started? I, I had back surgery back in 2015. Okay. And it was a success, and, I, and, I, and it felt very good, but it, it's just bothered me since then still. And I just wanted, you know, I, I've got six grandkids now. I just turned 61 yesterday. And Happy birthday. Thank you. And I just, I wanted to be able to spend time with my grandkids and hike in the mountains, which we did last two weeks ago. We went up to Mammoth and spent time with two of my grandsons. Nice. Amazing. And, you know, up in Mammoth, hiked, went fishing, and it felt good. For, you know, I don't think I could have done that a year ago. So cool. So, yeah, I just, you know, my, I have a 94, 94 year old dad who is confined basically to a chair. He mm. can walk, but it's, He's walks in the form of his chair because that's what he's been sitting in for five or six years now. And I just, I didn't want that. And I just looked at him and said, I not going there. I just, I just got to do something now so that 20, 30 years from now, I'm not in that position. Wow. And so when yeah. you were, when you were looking at that trajectory and you were saying that could be where I end up, what made you feel like that's where you were headed? My dad was a contractor all his life. And so he beat his body up pretty bad and, I, I was in a lot of, con I did a lot of contracting through my years. I've, I'm a sound engineer for the last number of years, but I've installed sound systems. And so I've done, you know, climbed ladders and mm -hmm. fallen off ladders and oh, wow. <laughs> all of the fun stuff that goes along with that. And so I, I beat my body up pretty good. I've had, you know, some accidents, motorcycle accident, different things like that, that have taken a toll on my body. And the easy thing to do is sit down and just go, okay, that's, mm -hmm. boy, you know, just, I'm going to have to be confined to whatever because that's, I've hurt myself mm. and I can't get better, but I wanted to get better. Mm. So found village. It's cool. Helping me get better. Were there points where you were tempted to just go with, kind of go with the flow, take the path of least resistance, be comfortable, sit down? For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Until I saw my grandkids. Wow. <laughs> so your grandkids are what broke that. They, they, they really are. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I love hanging out with them. I love spending time with them, and they're active. One of them, one of them seven years old, just started football this week. So they love to fish. They love to hike. They love to do all of that. So I want to do it with them. That's cool. Yeah. Hey, grandkids are a powerful motivator, so I hear. Yeah, so you're here. <laughs> one day. Yeah, yeah, one day. That's awesome. So you got started here. Um, what were some of the biggest uh, things that you – and your wife, Tammy, who's been on this journey with you, what were some of the big things you guys changed to achieve the results that you've gotten? Well, the way we eat, obviously, we've changed a lot. And, and it didn't take a lot. You know, we, anytime I've ever started a diet, you know, to try and lose weight, I always think, okay, I've got to do certain, you know, you got to live this lifestyle new. And, and it just doesn't work. Diets don't work for me. So really, we, when we, what we just started with was the, the oils and 
you know, the things kind of just to get rid of your you know, oil, sugar, and some, there was one other thing I can't remember. Additives and stuff. Yeah, all, yeah, all that stuff. Yeah. Is we just cut that out. Mm-hmm. And just immediately it, we started feeling a change. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was weight loss, but it was also just the way I felt. I've had, I've have, I've had arthritis for the last number of years and the inflammation now is gone. Hmm. I mean, I, and it's, it's wonderful. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's, wonderful. it's awesome. Yeah. So, and, and that wasn't a big change for us. I mean, we've done other diets before. We've done keto before, and so we enjoyed that. And actually, I enjoy keto. It's kind of fun, in my opinion. You weirdo. I know. <laughs> but uh, but getting rid of it. But we always used whatever oil we had on hand. We never even thought about that. Mm-hmm. But once we started learning about the oil and how bad that is for you, it's like we cut that out. And I mean, honestly, the inflammation started just leaving. It was just, yeah. Wow, cool. Uh, real quick on the oil. So what oils were you cooking with that were vegetable oil mainly okay. yeah and you know you, you go out and you buy canola oil because everybody's oh you got to buy canola oil. right hard healthy buy. Quote unquote. yeah mm-hmm. and so we used a lot of that and you know i did did a lot of deep frying stuff out in the little kitchen outside that we have and and always use just regular you know big gallons of vegetable oil and didn't think anything of it right Cool. So for the listeners that don't know, the vegetable oils that we coach our clients to avoid are the three C's, corn, canola, and cottonseed, and the three S's, soy, sunflower, and safflower also uh, goes under the pseudonym vegetable oil. Um, Those are highly inflammatory because of the processing. They uh, basically turn the fatty acids into trans fats. And then when we ingest those, they create free radicals and inflammation within our bodies that is a really big deal and uh the modern nutrition world doesn't think anything of it thinks it's like you know that's the healthy thing to do um but unfortunately there's a lot of corruption in the nutrition world and the medical worlds and that's led to this dogma that those oils are okay for us but as as you are a living testament too that's one of the main things you changed and saw incredible decreases in inflammation and pain and and how your body felt yep what oils did you switch to uh, a lot of olive oil, um, olive oil, olive oil, uh, coconut oil, nice. uh, avocado oil, nice. and ghee. We use like ghee. Gosh, you're cool. Different things. Yeah. What did you end up putting in your fryer, or did you just stop frying? I, I just use olive oil now. Oh wow, you're doing deep frying in olive. Well, oil? not not deep frying. Oh, okay. The, 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 what we're, what I'm doing right now is mainly fish frying. I do a lot oh, okay. of salmon, and my wife makes me do that outside because she doesn't like smell <laughs> salmon she cooking. She sounds like my wife. <laughs> yeah, my wife. <laughs> so. <laughs> So I do the, the salmon out there, and I just do it in, in olive oil. And gotcha. And we actually, we haven't done any deep frying since since we really changed, because the deep frying stuff was French fries and you know things that we probably shouldn't be. <laughs> yeah, coconut oil works well for frying, okay. as does peanut oil, which is a slightly controversial. But right. you know, if you're frying super infrequently, uh, peanut oil is, you know, I've heard good things and bad things about it. Okay. But so there are pluses and minuses on the peanut oil. Yeah. What have you heard about peanut oil, Eric? Peanut oil is generally okay. It's you want to use fresh peanut oil, uh, good quality, well-sourced, that sort of thing. And then a lot of times the issue is more just when it comes to deep fryers, just how long that oil has been exposed to heat and been in use because all oil is eventually going to degrade and break down and become more pro-inflammatory. And that's one of the big problems with the vegetable oils is that the very process of making them has already exposed them to so much heat and so much pressure mm-hmm. that they're already in that broken down, degraded state. And so really any oil, though, even if you started with olive oil, 
um, or peanut oil and you just kept exposing it to heat and, and using it over and over and over, it would eventually become similar. Um, yeah. So it's it, the, the, the freshness of the, the peanut oil, especially if you're using it in a fryer, would be worlds above and beyond what you might find, even if it was peanut oil in like an industrial fryer, if they were just using the same oil over and over. Don't they use their oil for like two weeks at restaurants or more? I think different restaurants do different things. Um, and sometimes if you call their corporations and ask them what they do, they'll tell you their policies. But generally it's, I mean, they have to, they have to make money on it. So they definitely can't replace it before every batch of, yeah, the way that you might if you were doing it at home. Cool. So you guys cut vegetable oil. You started cooking with good oils. Mm -hmm. That's change number one. You mentioned sugar. Tell us a little bit more about that. We we since doing keto from years ago, we we just don't eat a lot of sugar. So, okay, nice. And we've always, not always. I tend to use the the fake sugar quite a bit, you know, for iced tea and different things like that. And we've cut that completely out too. Good for you. Cool. Okay, so that wasn't that big of a change. The sugar wasn't that big of a change for us. We just, yeah, we're not big, sweet people. Mm. I mean, we like chocolate, and yeah. getting the Eco Bars was Eco, yeah. Yeah, it's good stuff. That was a life changer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you guys eat many, like, grains before you started our program? A lot of bread. A lot of bread. Okay, a lot so, of you, bread. so you did cut, cut yeah. some of that stuff out. Cut all of that out. That's probably one of the things I do miss a little bit is bread, mm. but we get the Ezekiel bread, and we don't eat it every day, but we have, you know, two or three slices Mm -hmm. every cool. couple weeks or whatever yeah and then uh, walk us through now a normal day of eating for you what do you eat breakfast lunch dinner we are trying to incorporate some intermittent fasting cool so we typically don't do a, a breakfast at all and we wait until somewhere around 11 o'clock 12 o'clock it depends on our work schedules and where we're at and typically we do eggs i like eggs and i throw a lot of veggies in there and just scramble them up it's not a big deal and then we just for and then we wait till about six seven o'clock at night to eat dinner, and so we're I'm, I'm trying to get a, a sixteen eight intermittent fasting going. So somewhere, mm -hmm. you know, somewhere between eleven and seven, we try to eat. Typically two meals. Two, two meals, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. And then every so often we do a twenty four hour fast, and we just did that Sunday. Nice. So and your brain still works when you're fasting. My brain still works. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're not just crashing on the floor and no. you're hangry and I, completely I, dysfunctional. We do, we do try to do the fasts over the weekend. So we're, cause I, I work out Monday, Wednesday, Friday, my wife goes Monday and Friday. So we try not to do it on a day when we're going into a workout. Just, it's a little easier for me to yeah. not work out on a mm -hmm. day I'm fasting. Mm -hmm. I would agree with that. Yeah. But then I, dinner is all sorts of different things. I mean, I, I like taco salad. I think it's quick and easy mm -hmm. and we try to source the meat correctly and, mm -hmm. you know, do the good stuff. And, Awesome. Had you ever done intermittent fasting before uh, before joining no. Village? No. No. What was your first? What was the first intermittent fasting venture that you you tried? Was it the sixteen eight thing? Was it just skipping breakfast it, or a lunch? What What did you do when you first tried it? I think it was more of a like a twelve twelve kind of thing. We just mm -hmm. kind of made ourselves restricted to within these twelve hours. Nice. We don't eat anything outside of it. Period. And it, you know, and that's actually pretty easy because eight of those hours you're sleeping. Mm -hmm. So it's not that hard to do a twelve twelve, and then from there we just started moving up and and got to where we're doing an 18, 16, 16, 8 and it's comfortable. I don't think a lot of people have a hard time even doing twelve hours. Oh wow! Yeah, it's. I mean, it's hard in our culture because yeah. our culture is telling us and giving us options and saying 
go eat late at night, go get this thing, go get that thing. This is the time for dessert. This is the time mm-hmm. for that late night snack. And so even the 12, 12 for, for a lot of people is, is it's hard new territory. Yeah. And yeah, definitely okay. hard. Okay. That's good that it was easy for you. And for us, it was, wasn't, it wasn't hard. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I'm not gonna say it was easy, but it wasn't hard. Yeah. yeah. Anything else nutritionally that you guys have changed that you feel like would be important for somebody getting started to, to know? Not off the top of my head. Okay. No, that's fine. That's great. Uh, let's jump into the workout piece, unless you have more to say nutritionally. I, I do have one you more do. question. Oh, I do. Darn you. <laughs> so I know that you had, you had already tried eliminating sugar uh, a while back mm-hmm. when, you, um, when you did keto for the first time. And what was that like when you first tried to eliminate sugar what was that kind of your first foray into that lower carb higher fat world trying to remember back when we did that (laughs) how long ago was it a number of years you know three or four or five years ago at least yeah we've done you know keto lost a bunch of weight put it right back on Mm -hmm. done another program put it right back on just Mm -hmm. it's just a yo-yo thing and yeah that's why this trip it was just like okay what can we do to be successful here long term Mm -hmm. And it's just, you know, changing the oils, changing, you know, not eating the sugar. And so what do you think it was? How, how would we tease apart the difference between when you did keto? Because that was a lot of changes to how you ate. I'm sure there were some behavioral changes there and probably went to a party and there was cake or something and you had to resist that temptation and, and that kind of usual stuff. But you also said that it was a thing where you'd do it, it would work, and then you'd get off of it and then the weight would come back. What was the difference between when you tried to do that? keto and then when you came to village and you got introduced to principles and and, and that sort of guidance hmm. not sure how to answer that <laughs> um part of the success for me has been just logging the food hmm. which i never did even when we were on the diets before the keto diets or whatever mm-hmm. i never logged food it was mm-hmm. just we just tried to eat you know this portion now this portion then and, mm-hmm. and logging the food and seeing what you actually eat to me is very important mm. is, is it kind of keeps you a little bit accountable. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're looking at it going, wait, did I, I didn't eat that. You know, mm-hmm. how'd I get to 110 carbs, you know, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. So that's awesome. Yeah. I think there's, it's a sustainable diet, a uh, sustainable lifestyle change is one that's going to be multifactorial. There's a lot more than just having the right information or the right template. There's a lot of different pieces to it. And I think, uh, the, the food journaling component where you're consciously writing out what you're eating and, and building that awareness of it and, and being honest with yourself that kind of uh, activates some different parts of the brain because food is, I mean, food's like a very like primal part of the brain, uh, often a very subconscious part. We don't realize all of the behaviors, the emotions, the, you know, kind of the hidden stuff that goes into food until we start to journal and we start to bring that into our actual conscious state of being. Right. And then the other thing too, I think is just when you're in a community of people that's all doing the same thing and talking about the same thing, I think people around us really keep things real and tangible and, and also help us to stay out of that subconscious, you know, auto, auto program mm-hmm. part of our brain too. Mm-hmm. So, but I think it's uh, just amazing that even, even though you were doing some of the right things before and having success with it, that it, it didn't get traction and stay right, right. until some of those other pieces came in. Right. So very cool. So I guess we'll move into workouts now. <laughs> So what were some of the things that you and Tammy changed workout-wise? Obviously, you started working out here. Uh, what was that like? It was hard. The first, you know, <laughs> month, the first quarter was hard. I mean, it, it, yeah, I, didn't, I don't know how other 
any other way to say that, but it was hard. <laughs> but it was awesome too. Yeah. Because it, you know, you wake up at, we come to the 6 a.m. class just because of our work schedule. We need to get going in the morning. And so, you know, waking up at 5 30, you're going, really? Do we have to do this again? <laughs> but then when you're done at 6 50, you're like, that was the greatest thing I've ever done. Yeah. Like, wow. <laughs> can't wait to do it again. Mm -hmm. And it just, and it just gets to me, it's been getting easier and easier to get up and go in the mornings. And so, and we haven't been exercise. I mean, our biggest exercise was for a long time, we were getting up and just walking for a mile and a half or so every morning. Mm -hmm. And we did that every morning. We were consistent in that for a long time until I heard something and then we stopped and then you don't pick it up again. And you know, but doing the consistent three day a week exercise for me has been amazing. Yeah. I think a lot of people think that walking by itself is enough. And yeah, I think yeah. it's certainly a really good thing. And it's a lot better than not walking, not walking or doing anything. Right. Mm -hmm. What would you say changed as you started to not just walk, but do these workouts? I, I mean, well, I could feel my body changing. I mean, yeah. I was starting to put muscles back on that I haven't mm -hmm. had in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good feeling. So it's a great feeling. Yeah. And just being able to, you know, Play with my grandkids, lift them up, throw them around in the air and, you know, doing all that kind of stuff. It's just been huge being able to do that. That's incredible. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think that <laughs> something as simple as being able to pick up your grandkids, yeah. lift them up, throw them up, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, that kind of everyday strength and even just looking at your body and seeing that those muscles are there again. I mean, right. it's, it's literally the opposite of aging. It, it is. And, yeah. you know, there, there's no such thing as, uh, you know, like a true fountain of youth. It's like we're all going to hit an endpoint one day. Someday. Yeah. But I think we don't realize that there's a whole lot of, you could even call it youth, to, to, to get back and then keep for a really long time. Mm -hmm. And I just think it's incredible that you, you know, you've, you've seen that. You started to, to sink your teeth into that. And it's mm -hmm. like the trajectory of your life now is totally different it's totally different than it yeah. was before yeah. where, where did you first start to see some more muscle where did you first start to see more strength uh in my arms yeah I actually see my biceps coming back again which hasn't happened since college a <laughs> 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 long time ago so yeah just in you know being able to, one of my goals is by the end of this year is to be able to do a pull-up which i haven't done since probably college hmm. so I'm what getting closer. What do you, you, think, it'll, what do you think it'll it'll feel like when you do that first pull up? I'll probably start crying. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just be I'll just be happy because that's it's been a goal for, yeah. So, so wow. you're doing eccentric pull ups right doing now. Doing eccentrics right now. Nice. And getting getting closer. And I've that's actually got cool. finally got a decent setup at home where I can do more hanging and Good. and try to exercise those muscles a little bit more. That's yeah. fantastic. Do you feel like your grip strength has improved? Oh, man, immensely. Yeah. 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 What do you think of bar hangs? You hate them with ferocity? For, ferocity? <laughs> not as much as my wife. Yeah. <laughs> she does not like the bar hangs. Okay. In fact, it's when she, when she, she asked me what, when I come by myself on the day I come by myself, what'd you do today? Not bar hangs, darn. So we're going to have to do those on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, they're, they're not terrible. I mean, okay. they are hard, especially 50 pounds ago. Mm -hmm. It was a lot harder. Yeah. Yeah. We get a lot of complaints about bar hangs. So yeah, I'm just I, I can imagine. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're hard. They're, yeah. Hanging on a bar for 30 straight seconds. You think is, Oh, what a, you know, no big deal, but it's hard. Yeah. It it's takes one of those exercises that it's mental too. It is very much. And, very and much. that's a really good thing for us to go through is like mm -hmm. this monotonous kind of mental struggle of mm -hmm. like, I just don't want to be on this bar anymore. Right. And when you persevere through that, when you complete that, 
that feeds into the next thing in the day that you need to complete need to, yeah. and check off on your list. And that's yeah. how you, you win the day yep. is by winning those little struggles. Those little ones. Yep. Oh, it's, that's what I love about bar hangs. It's like, if you can win bar hangs, it's like <laughs> makes everything else easy. Mm-hmm. It makes that tough conversation at work easier. It makes the yeah. challenging conversation with your kid or your grandkid way easier. Yeah. It makes the choosing a good lunch option way easier. So it does. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, everything's easier than bar hangs. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly more fun than bar Certainly hangs. Certainly more fun. Yeah. Yeah. What have been some of the things that have been challenges along the way? You mentioned getting up early is tough. What else? What other struggles have, have you and Tammy faced? Well, personally, me alone, it, my the, the back pain issue is my biggest struggle every day. Mm-hmm. And, but I can feel it getting better and better and better. I've, I'm doing some PT with... Eric and Justin mm-hmm. and the exercises they're giving me and I try to be consistent in doing them. And I should throw in that uh, Mark does not look like the average back pain patient. He, he looks like the person that's the average uh, back pain discharge patient, meaning <laughs> he's, he's like, he's checked every box. He's strong. He's flexible. He's got uh, a good system and a good workout program that any, uh, almost any physical therapist would probably say, oh yeah, this guy will be fine, let's discharge him. But he's determined to really reclaim every single tissue and vertebrae in his back and in his hip. And, um, and that's, and I mean, I would encourage any, anybody listening right now that there's always further that you can go and you're the only one who knows when you're happy with where your body's at, but there's always so much more to be gained. And I think a lot of times the medical world is just looking at the medical average of, of, a, of a person, which is pretty dismal in our society. So it's like, if you're just barely above a really, really low bar, then you're probably going to get shuffled out of the medical world. And it's going to be like, well, you're, you're, you're fine. But if, if you actually want to live more life and you believe that you can, and you should, there's, there's so much more and that's that's just my little plug there. But you're you're just a great testimony to somebody who's not going to take no for an answer when it comes to being the healthiest, strongest version of yourself. You're not just going to say, "Oh well, I'm old and I'm on my way out, and so uh, you know all my friends have the same pain, and so I'll just you know it's it's like you're you've got goals, you've you've got grandkids to throw in the air, you've got mountains to climb, fish yep. to catch, fish to catch, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. That is something I hear from people a lot when they start working out is that, oh, I'm expecting to never have pain again as I start working out. And I think that specifically strength training is a great exposure of faults and Mm -hmm. things that are going on underneath the surface. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, you may have had a hip flexor that was tight that was pulling on your lower back for the last 10 years, but because you weren't pushing your body to the limit of what it was capable of, that never surfaced. And now all of a sudden it's like, oh, now I'm deadlifting and squatting and I'm really pushing my potential and my capacity. And now those issues come out where it's like, oh, you know what? I I do have some pain with this. And Mm -hmm. I tell people that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. It's a good thing that we brought that to the surface. Now you can come see our PT team. We're going to figure out what's going on and why you've had that issue. We're going to get it resolved so that it doesn't become a herniated disc 10 years down the road or degenerative disc disease or sciatica or whatever. It's like, we're just going to get it resolved and get you back to strength training and go find the next issue. And we're really gonna optimize this body verse, kind of like a precision race car, mm-hmm. so that you become a lifestyle athlete, uh, which is a, a beautiful thing to be as you're you know, nearing the stage of life you're in, which is cool. 
And there's a huge difference between finding out that there is some little fault in a joint in your hip or your back in a controlled environment versus finding out when you try to lift a couch and then now you're down for and the count for, 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 for two I've weeks. And, done before, yeah. 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 Lifting a speaker, which is what I used to do. And, yeah. Yeah. And you, you just, you can feel it, almost hear it <laughs> go up your back. And went, That's not good. That's a moment that a lot of people live in fear of, yes. I think. But less fear. Less fear now, yeah. 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 How's that been with uh, with the weight training, with the the deadlifts, the squats? Um, you know, it's like you've you know you have this compromise in your back. A lot of people would be afraid or feel like, oh well, I can't do that kind of stuff anymore. That's for kids. That's for high school football players. That's not for me. I have this back issue. W- what would you tell them? To me, it's just been really important to listen to your trainer, to your coach that's with you in the morning. And, you know, they're, they're there to help you, obviously. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that they keep stressing is listen to your body. Listen to your body. You know, don't do anything, you know, too much more than what your body can take right now. Mm-hmm. But tomorrow it'll be better and you can do better tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So I just look at it that way. It's like just listen to somebody that has the training and experience and is there to help me and move forward. But just, I, I, you know, one of the things they started with was take it easy. You, don't, you know, you don't have to come in here and lift, you know, 400 pounds or mm-hmm. whatever and you know, start with 50 pounds. I mean, just start with something super light and start working your way up. You didn't lift 400 until your second session. Until the third session. Yeah. 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 And then now you, now you just hang it off your feet when you do your bar <laughs> right. hangs, right? Right. Yeah. That's why they're so hard. That's <laughs> <laughs> this pesky 400 pounds on my feet. <laughs> the coach is just hanging on to his legs. That's funny. Um, what advice would you give to somebody just starting out in their health journey? They've, maybe they've tried keto in the past and failed they've tried working out but got derailed by an injury and they're starting again they're like you know what it's time we're in the post-covid world i'm ready to get healthy and lose the weight i've gained what's some some advice you'd give to them well first thing it would be come to village thank you yep plug that <laughs> got up slip you the i'm not getting here. paid for that so yeah uh but yeah kind of you know get to a place where you know that the trainers are on your side basically yeah they're not there just to collect the check and that they're there to help you and listen to them and take it slow is what I think I wrote some notes here. It's like, take it slow. You know, I, I took me a lot of years to put myself in the condition I was in and it's not going to get better in three weeks or 12 weeks. Even it's mm-hmm. going to take some time. So, but you also dove all in. I, that's just my nature. Okay. I, I, I do everything all in. Cool. All right. Yeah. More people need to be like that. Yeah. At what point, speaking of diving in, uh, did you decide that it'd be a good idea to start taking an ice bath. Uh, is that every day? <laughs> I, I do them Most days. on a seven day week. I probably take five. <laughs> yeah. I, it, I don't know. It just, one of the notes up here was, uh, what's changed or something, you know, what, something like that. It's a, I put a lot of reading cause I, I've done, I do a lot of read. I, I read a lot. I enjoy reading. And to me, that's how you learn is to read stuff. I mean, even in school you had to read books to learn. So, keep going, just read books. And so Matt's given me a bunch of books to read and I had books already that I read and, and it's just been, so I've, I've read a lot about some of the people that are doing the ice bath things and all that. And then you, we had uh, Nolan here mm-hmm. last, mm-hmm. whenever that was, mm-hmm. February or March or something like that. Yeah, the coldest yeah. month of the year. Yeah, exactly. The ice yeah. Guy. Yep. And yep. I didn't get in that night. He, you know, we went out in the back and he said, well, just put your arm in there. And I put my arm in and it was like, how that hurts. I'm not getting in that, but I came prepared to get in, but I didn't get in. 
And then just started doing more reading and just found out the health benefits of doing it and mm -hmm. said, you know what? I'm just going to do it. I'm just. Did you buy a, a tub or you just I, do it? I bought a tub okay. and we were going to, and that's, I was only doing it maybe two times a week then because we had to go to Costco and buy huge bags of ice and bring it all home and do the whole, you know. It so took by, a, buy a tub, it's not like you went and bought a specialized piece of equipment. You literally bought like a giant Rubbermaid tub. Yes. Yeah. That's and then a, you yeah. filled it with bags and of ice. Filled it with bags of ice. But what are you doing now? Now, we we had a small freezer and we needed a larger freezer so we bought the larger freezer and now the smaller freezer is on my back porch with water in it and i keep it at about 40 degrees and that's awesome i jump in it as many times as i can during the week wow okay so i did i didn't know this oh this you didn't is, know that know. this is awesome yeah uh so you repurposed an old like uh deep freeze, freeze yeah chest freezer chest yeah. freezer yeah as a as an ice bath can you just really quickly walk us through how to do that so you don't electrocute yourself well it's I didn't change anything to the freezer. Okay. I just filled it up with water to test if it could hold it, and it did. It Is there sealed? Any, they're sealed. Okay. And it's got a drain plug in the bottom, so when it's time to clean it and drain it, you just pull the plug and you're done. And then I bought a little timer thing so it doesn't stay on all the time. Because if you leave it on all the time, even no matter where you set that setting, you get ice all over the place. And I didn't really want ice in there. So uh, we just set it to come on and keep it around 40 degrees. For me, for my wife, she likes it a little bit warmer. She wants it around 50 when she gets in. So we typically, you know, dump a couple of waters of gallons of water on a plant or whatever, and we don't waste the water, but uh, dump it on a plant and fill it up with a little more warm water. And so she gets to about 50 and then she does it. That's you, awesome. you spent yeah. about 10 minutes in there, right? I, I spent 10 minutes. My wife spends five. Yeah. What's that like for you mentally in that 10 minutes? I do my, I do breathing exercises during that time. Gosh, so the, you're cool. The, <laughs> dang so it. The, the 10 minutes goes, to me, it goes by really quick. I'm be in the middle of a you know, breathing exercise and the timer goes off. It's like, oh, wow. Okay. That was fast. <laughs> but I, you know, I, I don't meditate per se, but I just concentrate on my breathing and, you know, it's, it's cold when you get in. I'm not, not going to lie. It's cold <laughs> when you get in, but. By the time it's over, it's like, that was kind of cool. I enjoyed that. Mm. Yeah. What yeah. Do, how do you feel like what's kind of like your mental state? What's your energy state after you've done that 10 minutes? It's like, like we talked a little bit earlier, you can, you feel like the next step is going to be easy. Mm. You know, mm. like the bar hang thing. It's like, well, I can go do anything now. If I can sit in 40 degree water for 10 minutes, I can do anything. Mm -hmm. So it, it just it kind of empowers you a little bit. Mm -hmm. And, and honestly for me, cause I try to do it in the morning, especially the, Three days I work out, I try and do it as soon as I come home. So I mm -hmm. take a quick shower, rinse off the sweat, and jump in the, in the bath. Mm -hmm. And to me, it helps me recover quicker, mm -hmm. which is why athletes do it, mm -hmm. you know, to help them recover from injuries or whatnot. And mm -hmm. So I just feel like I, my body recovers quicker after a, a hard workout. And then other, there's a lot of other benefits. You have to, you have to, there's a lot of books you can read on doing it, but mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, you're also working on building uh, your own kind of DIY sauna too, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I want to I buy or build my own real sauna, but a buddy of mine uh, said he just went out and bought one of those pop-up camping changing tent things. They're like three foot by three foot by six foot that you can zip up. And he sticks a, a steamer in there that you'd like. I'm a woodworker, so I have a, a steam generator for bending wood. And so I just took that and shoved the hose I in there and go wrong. turned it on. I can't see any way that could <laughs> turn, go wrong. Turned it on and, you know, it takes a while because it's, you know, it's just a little jet of stream. It, Somebody with less skill and experience than you is going to hear this podcast I know. and try that. Uh, and burn themselves. Burn themselves. Be very careful and, with uh, that. Don't burn yourself. It is, <laughs> yeah. 
I need to I need to fix up something so that it doesn't spit hot water at you like it does. But yeah, <laughs> don't try that. Don't at try home. that. Maybe at home. the ice bath thing. Yeah. But don't try the steam spitter. Well, and you were talking about electrocuting. We turned the whole thing off before I we get in. Okay, that's yeah. good. That's we smart. Unplug it and it's not on when we get in. The mm. freezer. The freezer. Oh, okay, yeah. oh, that yeah. makes sense. Oh, okay. That just just in case. Yeah. yeah, smart. Yeah. You never so know. you shouldn't try this at home, but if hypothetically a friend of yours tried it at their home they should make sure that they at least unplug the freezer freezer. yeah yeah Hmm. yeah that's really cool (laughs) so i I love that i think you what's really cool about your story and tammy's story is that you started with the basics Mm -hmm. it's like we're going to cut vegetable oil we're going to limit the amount of carbs we're eating Mm -hmm. we're going to add back in vegetables we're going to source our animal products well it's like that's what people need and you guys were successful quickly quickly with that yeah. and and then as you and strength training you got a strength training in and then as you start to progress it's like okay i'm going to pursue some of these other health habits mm-hmm. that are um you know maybe a little bit more aggressive and challenging mm-hmm. and that that pursuit of more i think is what will continue your success um so i love your story yeah. really cool thank you what's next let's keep going <laughs> yeah, I, we you know we we're in for the year, so we we've got right now we're signed up through next whatever March or guess something like that. But uh, you know we're looking to retire. Like I said, I just mm-hmm. turned sixty one yesterday, and you know hopefully retire four or five years. We'll see how that goes. Um, and our two of our grandkids live out of town, out of state, and the other three are thinking about it. So. We're eventually going to move, which means I probably won't be able to do village. It'll be kind of a hard commute. We'll, we'll put one wherever you're going. Just okay. let me know. I'll, I'll let you know where yeah. we're going to be. Okay. And uh, so that's why I've, with with the ice bath setup and everything I've got back there, I've also got a weight set. So I want to be able to start transitioning to doing some of my own stuff at nice. home so that when yeah. we do finally leave and aren't here anymore, it's it's just a natural, I've got it there. Let's just keep doing it, you know? Mm-hmm. Cool. Because I, yeah, with all the reading I've done, the strength training is very important, and so I don't, I don't want to ever stop that. I want to keep doing that, even if, even if I scale back slightly, but I still want to keep doing it. What do you think it'll be like when you're 75? I hope about the same as I am right now. Exactly the same as I am right now. Yeah. Not worse for sure. Yeah. Maybe a little better, but we'll see. Yeah. Do you have a lot of peers that are? I mean, I'm sure you're leaving a lot of your peers in the dust. Maybe. Yeah, or are they? Or are they? Are, are you? Are you bringing them into your wake? I, and I try to to inspire them and get them to, to do things. But I think you just wrote something about that the other day, didn't you? Somebody did. Somebody. Something I read the other day was like, you know, just live your lifestyle. Don't try to drag everybody along with you because that just. I think that was like, Gandhi. That was <laughs> yeah. that Gandhi. <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> So that so you know I, I try not, I just try to live it and you know people oh my god look at you you lost how much have you lost you know and then we then I start talking to them about it and tell them what we're doing and, and first thing I tell them is go go in your kitchen and get rid of all the oil yeah <laughs> that's that's a great that's the first thing I tell them yeah has mm-hmm. anybody tried to tried to slow you down or say hey you're too into this you should no you, know, you should act your age <laughs> you should be <laughs> miserable that like means. me yeah. Whatever that means. No, no, but none, none of my friends for sure. That's good. They're sounds all excited. Like have, sounds like you have good friends. I have pretty good friends. Yeah, <laughs> pretty good friends. Yeah. Cool. Well, I, I know you got to get out of here. I appreciate your time. Thanks for being here on the oh, show today. Welcome. Mark, this has uh, been encouraging to me. So I'm sure people listening to this are going to be encouraged to be intentional and continue to pursue their health journey or to get on a health journey. Get on a health journey. Yeah. Um, 
but thanks for being on the show. Appreciate yeah. your time. Thank you. It was yeah. fun. Thanks so much, Mark. You bet.